Welcome to the Black Weather Podcast. You're listening to episode 40. Today's guest is Craig Coakley. Craig is one of the top Muay Thai fighters in Ireland. He has a professional record of 22 wins with 17 KOs and 4 defeats. He has fought on many big shows like Yoko and Muay Thai Grand Prix. Craig actually fought on the first Yoko card in Ireland last year where he fought Thai legend Sing Dam for the WBC Diamond Belt. Unfortunately, Craig lost a very close decision but that shows the level Craig is at, the fact he pushed a legend like Sing Dam, a guy with nearly 350 fights, to the wire. Today I chat to Craig about his career to now, his goal of making it to one championship and more. Like usual, make sure to like, share and subscribe and hope you enjoy. So what's up Craig, how are you? All good mate, how are you? I'm all good, thanks a million for coming on, really appreciate it. No problem at all, thanks for having me. Lovely. Yeah, we were just we were, before we just hit record that uh, you're talking about you were you had lots of you had a good few flight fly, uh, you had a good few fights planned. I understand oh, it. Yeah, we had uh, I think four fights planned for the year. Uh, I fought once and two of them would have been actually fairly soon. One of them would have been in April, and the next one would have been in September. And then I was looking at probably October to December for for the last one of the year, where. Uh, I don't really see them being rescheduled now. I don't think there's going to be any fights this year. Hopefully there is. Hopefully something gets put on, but uh, I can't say it happening, unfortunately. Yeah. Was that, was that going to be with Yako or was it, was it the... I understand that you were fighting with another promotion as I was, well. Yeah, no, it was different. Uh, so the one in April would have been on uh, a show called Rebellion in Scotland uh, against a lad called Brian Totty. would have been a, a nice fight uh, Brian's a clincher, so he likes to come forward and uh, get inside, stay in the clinch, knee, sweep. He's, he's really good sweeps and that, but uh, I think my style uh, didn't really suit him well because I, I like the move, I like the, like the use my hands and cut angles where he, he's more straight lines and try to grab a hold, yeah. yeah. So uh, I, thought, I thought that fight would have probably uh, favoured me a little bit more, but he, he's good, he, he, he was a... It was at a heavier weight as well. It was at 65 or 66. So I was moving up for that as well. Uh, then the one in September was uh, against a lad called Panicus Yusuf, who fights for one championship. Uh, really, really good, really talented lad. Uh, very pretty to watch. Uh, very skillful. But uh, again, it doesn't really, he doesn't really, he'd be the opposite. He doesn't really like pressure. He doesn't like people that like bring the fight to him. So, uh, would have been a nice fight. Would have been, I'd say it could have been a good path to get me onto one championship. Yeah, is that kind of the? Would that be the goal to go to one? Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, one would probably be the biggest platform out there for toy boxers at the minute. Uh, they have some huge shows and uh, supposedly pay well. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I saw. I think well, uh, it, I saw. I think there was maybe two weeks ago. I don't know if it's just MMA efforts to get the. It has the Muay Thai included. The one is the the, the highest viewed combat sports. It was like it had WWE, but like you know, do you count that? And yeah. then it was like then it was. Like, I had UFC as well, but I think that's only on YouTube was... platform or Facebook pla- platforms. Uh, okay. I don't think that's like paper. Obviously, it's not paper view because one don't uh, do paper view. So I think it's like free showing if you get me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Still, still, you're getting seen by fucking couple of million people. You know what I mean? That's yeah. it's only gonna boost it. It's only gonna boost your profile. It's only gonna boost you as a person, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's savage. Like there's just so many of the of of them over there, isn't there? To to fight in front of. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of Asians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so so how actually how did you get started in uh in Muay Thai? Like where where did it kind of start? Uh, I started when I was a kid. I started boxing when I was really young because when you come up in flats, uh, like I live in flats I'm from Dublin 1, I'm an inner city lad, it's either football or boxing. Uh, I was shy at football, so I was boxing for me. <laughs> I wasn't really good at that either, but uh, I then kind of fell out of love with boxing young enough. Uh, it's real, like, you go on the bag, do this, do that. Like you're not, it's not really shown. You're not like told. Like really, if you sit down on your right hand, it'll set up a left hook. Or you like, you're just kind of left at the start. You know what I mean? But I didn't really like that. I, I wanted to be tall, so uh, I lost interest in boxing and uh, ended up getting loads of weight. I went doing jiu-jitsu, uh, done jiu-jitsu for about two years. Uh, had an ambition to fight in mixed martial arts and. Was like right. I need to get me striking better. So uh, there was this little gym around the corner from where I was from, 
and uh, we walk past that and we just hear people going, ah, 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 and you're like, what's going on in there? Like, yeah, and you think in, had a little look, a lot of, bi- a lot of lads hitting bikes, but making weird noise, like, right, so give this a bash. So, uh, started my toy when I was about 18, I think, and uh, I was just kept really busy, so I, I wasn't training jiu jitsu because I, like, you get like little knocks in jiu jitsu, like, or little, like. You end up pointing your elbow, you end up pointing your shoulder. The guy found I, I, I was always picking up small injuries in jiu-jitsu. I never really got hurt in fight. So I was always kept busy with fights. So uh, the kind of the MMA fight kind of went out the window a little bit there. Yeah. So then when you were like when you were a kid, would you have had many fights as a, a boxing matches when you were a kid? Or was you just, you were just hitting uh, no, the bag just and a got sick of that? Uh, white collar fights. Like, just, uh, I think I had three boxing fights and about two white collar fights that was it I didn't have a lot of boxing uh, experience now but in saying that my hands are probably one of my best attributes yeah uh, would you have been any would you have got many fights around the flats like would you have been in many fights yeah, outside of the gym yeah. I definitely would have uh, when you're from an area like that uh, I think it's the survival of the fittest really uh, you either you can take care of yourself or defend yourself or you kind of get bullied uh, when I was really young, I did get kind of picked on a little bit, and then like yell about that, oh, give me a little slap and tell me like, like if you don't kill them, I'm gonna kill you, and like I'd be more. And so I'd be like, really, fuck, I'm gonna have to fight this lad. You know what I mean? Uh, not in age, obviously, but yeah, going through a couple of scraps growing up. Yeah, did you did you ever find that because if guys knew you did a bit of boxing or a bit of muay thai or anything like that, they nearly wanted to try to try to try their chances. No, but, uh, I thought it was the opposite. When I started on the the jiu-jitsu and MMA, everyone was like, nope, I want any of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I suppose it kind yeah. of goes, it can go either, either way, can't it? Like One I, or the other, yeah. Yeah, yeah some yeah. people will go, well, oh, shit, I'm not, I'm not going to fuck with him. And other people will go, yeah, oh, hmm, will I try my, will I try my chance? Let's, let's have a bash at that, yeah. Yeah. So then, like, did, did you have any amateur fights in, in, in Muay Thai? Or was it straight in into toy, the Muay yeah, I had... Uh, like three amateur fights, the three of them were stoppages, so uh, I got progressed quite quickly, to be honest with you. Uh, then like, in toy, it's, there's, three, there's three kind of levels when you hit pro. So the C class, B class, and A class. C class is, like, you get the shin pads off, you, you put eight ounce gloves on, the rounds are two minutes, and it's three rounds. Then you progress after a while, and you go into B class. B class is five rounds, Knees to the face, no elbows. Uh, I think it's a minute and a half or two minutes per round. And then A-class full toy rolls, elbows, knees to the face, streaming around. Well, in A-class, you get a two-minute break in between rounds. So, like, you're basically yeah. fresh going into the next round. Yeah. That's, <clears throat> that's kind of a strange one, though, isn't it? I know, like, with the, not, like having knees but no elbows, I obviously maybe less cuts. But still, the, the damage that a knee could do is probably fairly similar. The face is probably, yeah, it would be very similar. Like, with knees, you probably KO someone. Uh, elbows, not as much. You, you cut more with an elbow. Uh, so with a knee, is probably more dangerous than an elbow, in a sense. Yeah. But like that, so it's kind of strange what they came about with. We'll allow knees but no elbows. No elbows, yeah. I, I'd agree there, yeah. Yeah, it's just progression, really. It's just to kind of get lads comfortable with trying them, I think. Yeah. And who kind of decides then how, how fast to progress? Like, is it your coach kind of decides the, yeah. and your team kind of, your I think, it's time to step up? That progresses, yeah. And how many fights would you tend to see? Like, that you, like how many fights would it tend to take somebody to, to progress through the, through the classes? It's, again, on the person, uh, some people could progress a lot slower than others and end up playing animals when they're all uh, Some progress uh, fast, but then probably progress too fast and get thrown in at the high end too quickly. Uh, I, I progressed quite quickly. I think I three C-class fights, three B-class fights, and then I went A-class. Yeah. And would that so, be... Uh, and would even do... I was other... thrown in with dogs, yeah. I was thrown in with dogs right away. <laughs> yeah, sink or swim. Yeah, exactly. It was it's been like that in my life, you know. I've two brothers, one older, one younger, and it's just constantly competition between the three of us. You know what I mean? If, if one of us are, isn't having a good day, they're, they're gonna know. You know what I mean? The other two is gonna be playing, banging it around. Yeah, you have to always have your wits about you. Yeah. 
yeah, a bit of friendly competition, whether it's playing, eating dinner, going on a run or whatever. So do, do they train as well? Would they fight as well? Yeah, uh, Lee, Lee started off fighting. So Lee's my older brother, sending is my younger brother. Lee was doing that kind of start and Lee got me into it. He was like, uh, when I started putting on weight, he was going like, why don't you try coming down to the gym with me? Yeah, I'm doing jiu-jitsu. And I was like, right, we'll have a look. And uh, then when the UFC was on it, in Bravo days, when I was on in Bravo, yeah. Uh, he wake me up in the middle of the night, bring me downstairs. You watch that, and I always, I can always remember that kind of twigged me interest in it. You know what I mean? And then obviously, Sam growing up with two brothers that kind of fight, he he automatically went into it. Now, in fairness, he he's done a lot of these. Played rugby, he's played hall and played guard, played football, but fighting is what he wants to do. He's milked the MMA though. He's took the real girl he wanted to take. Ah, interesting. Would you? Do you think he'll ever? Think he'll ever? Oh, MMA. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'd like that. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah. I still have interest, and in I'd still sit up watch it. I'd still mess with the lads, do a bit of jujitsu. But I've always kind of, I haven't been able to put my time into it. If you get me, I yeah, haven't yeah. been able to actually say, right, I'm gonna try and jujitsu today. I'm gonna try and jujitsu Wednesday. I'm gonna try and like, I haven't given myself set days where I've actually done sessions, jujitsu sessions. I've just kind of messed about with it from bleeding when I started taking Muay Thai seriously. But uh, yeah, I'd have an interest in that or boxing. Yeah. Have you have you always trained in the same gym in the Dublin, Dublin Combat Academy? Dublin Combat. Well, we used to be known as a different name. We used to be known as Lionheart. And then me and my head coach, Colin Martin, went and uh, started our own gym. So yeah, we have always been. We've, it's always the same team. You know what I mean? We've always been with the same team. We've just changed names. Yeah, have you ever went? Have you have you been to Thailand to tra- to train out there and have some fights? Yeah, no, I haven't fought there. Unfortunately, uh, this time last year, I was over there. I was uh, I was I was on the come up to my fight against Singnam for WBC title. Uh, I went over. I think it was six weeks. Uh, one of the lads that trained with us, Stefan Crowdy, he's uh, basically living there now. He's in a gym called PK. But I went to a place called Rayong for two weeks and trained there. It's like kind of countryside in Thailand. And then I went down to Stefan for four weeks in PK Sanctuary Muay Thai. Uh, savage gym. Some really, really good fighters there. Uh, completely different lifestyle over there. It's just trying to eat, sleep, trying to eat, sleep. Like, legit trying to eat, sleep. You wake up in the morning, you're going on your 10K run, you're going to the gym trying for an hour you go home eat sleep wake up by four go back to the gym train for four hours go back eat and sleep again it's they live it you know what i mean it's madness over there yeah and the fact the fact you're in the sun then as well it kind of it, it makes it even better it makes it better but it makes it worse it's very very humid over there it's it's very hard to breathe so when you're hitting pads, you're dying. Like I, I, I have a good gas tank, and uh, over there, I felt like I was gonna die after three rounds. Honestly, did you feel it's great though? Is it? Yeah. Did you feel the benefits and, when you came back then? Yeah, like uh, the minute because like, Irish air is really, really clean. Uh, it's humid over there, but the air is also dirty. It's like full of smog over uh, the amount of bikes and cars and what have you that they have over there. Like all the street vendors and all that. Uh, so it's very smoky like you can't really see the sun but uh, I came back to Ireland I was blading it was like having an oxygen mask on you know what I mean when I was running I was blading blasting through my runs when I was hitting pads I could hit blading seven or eight rounds without like getting tired I was mad coming back yeah do you think you'll go back for something similar before any fight any of your I'd like to I'd like to go over to fight rather than just trying because uh I didn't want to take any risk when I went over, so I didn't want to fight while I was over there. I was, I was half like I was half saying, "Will I fight? Will I fight?" Four weeks. Uh, the only thing I was worried about was getting caught. You know what I mean? Over there, got big into elbow. So in the back of my mind, I was like, "If I get caught four weeks, this is such a big opportunity. I don't want to like, I don't want to waste this opportunity." So uh, I didn't end up fighting, but I would love to go over and try and uh, fight in the stadiums. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I was going to ask you about, about the stadiums. Did you get to watch some fights in the stadiums? Because any of the fights I've yeah, seen, they, 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 they look unbelievable. 
any fights I've seen yeah. like they look unbelievable it's the atmosphere over there I, I need to kick that drone it's, oh, but it's like oh, it's like an orchestra do you know what I mean everyone's in sync it's, it's uh, yeah it's great over there I got to go out to the stadium I got to watch uh, Stefan fight in one of the stadiums I got to watch a couple of lads fight in Lumpini as well so yeah I was really happy to get over and watch a few fights there but just it just gave me the want to fight then as well you know yeah yeah, is Sitting it there itchy knuckles? Is it? Is it? I think that over there, I've I've heard this once or twice that uh, like, like if it's a five round fight, it's like they'll they'll take the first round off and the last round off, and they kind of only fight for the middle three rounds because like sometimes even sometimes it's even two rounds. So sometimes it's one and two, you don't nothing. Uh, train four is the big round. Train four is the money round. Four is the money round. But train four is where they pick up the pace. You'll fight for probably a minute of the fifth round establish you won the fight and then that's it yeah is that just Your because they, is, that, hand around. is that just because they fight too often like or like they want to fight yeah, again next so week like, he could be fighting like, that the fight that, that was in there could be fighting in a week's time two weeks time yeah so no risk there's no risk well there is a, obviously a lot of risk but they're not going to take uh, a chance in taking major injuries yeah, but is it like an agreement then before the guys step in? Because like if you've got one guy, we'll say, let's say if you went in and fought and you're thinking I'm going in to fight for five rounds, you're coming in. I, 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 I would be able to go. But Steph has told me about it. So Steph has said to me, like, like they'll say it to you, first round you go out and sabai, sabai, relax, relax. Don't do anything. Uh, chill, chill, see, look. And then second round, okay, little bit, little bit. And then third round, okay, fight. And then, like, so the reason on the fifth round is if you secure the win, like so, we say they'll know coming into the fifth round uh, who's ahead, obviously, because you know the game so well. So they probably if Steph's ahead, they'll say, okay, sit back, kick one two, walk, walk, walk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or if he's behind, they'll say first minute, go, go, hands, box, 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 elbow, elbow. And then if you're not gonna knock the lad out, you just say, okay, stop, save yourself. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, it's it's kind of it's 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 just so different, like isn't mad, it? Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's mad. Yeah, Me, you couldn't do it. That's what we're saying. Steph was saying, avoid the fight over here. I wouldn't be able to. He's like, you you have to, you have to, and I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't be able to. Be thrown down from the first round, like yeah, especially with the atmosphere when that gets going. Yeah, yeah, you hear someone bleeding. So, like back in Ireland, then like how many how many different was you fought on many promotions like around. Ireland, the UK, Europe. Uh, yeah, I fought on a good few. Uh, in Ireland, I basically fought on all the, the big shows. Uh, in England, I fought on the two two biggest shows there is your cow and my toy Grand Prix. In Europe, I fought on uh, a couple of shows as well. I fought on a good uh, show in Italy, uh, Wolf of the Ring. Then another one in England. Uh, what was it called? Smashes my toy, yeah. Fought a good few big shows. The only one that I think I've left to go with is uh, one. Yeah, that that call that call will come. Hopefully, but, keep uh, working for it. Will. Yeah. So would you say apart from that, Yako is probably the biggest one you fought with. It's probably the biggest. Yeah, Yako is definitely. It's probably the biggest in Europe. To be honest with you, uh, you've. Uh, a great shout on your girl. Uh, they're very, very good fighters as well. Uh, big following, very big following. So it's a great platform to fight on. It's a great platform to get noticed on as well. So for any up and coming fighters, uh, aim for that on my Grand Prix, I'd say. Yeah, your time with them started well, as far as I understand. Like you had three, fight, yeah, three yeah, wins in a row, and then. Three KOs, I fought then Mo Abdurrahman. I don't know. If Pronounce the second name. Got caught with a beautiful elbow. Uh, came back and fought the sing down for you. He's a living legend. Uh, controversial on the road sets. But uh, yeah, I fought everyone, they, anyone they've caught in front of me. And I've never given a bad account to myself. So yeah, I'm happy. Would you like to have that fight with the, the English guy, your man, Mo, back again? After Ram. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure we will fight again. And I'm sure we're going to meet again. He's probably the best. Uh, he is. He's number one at sixty-three point five kilos in England. I'd be number one at sixty-three point five in Ireland. 
definitely a fight that I would like back. I'd, I'd like to win a fight or two before I'd fight him again, to be honest. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I do see it happening again. Yeah, Probably was... not on your cow again, though. Was that the was that the fight that um that was the fight that Fight Connect TV were kind of doing a bit like uh, Lydia did I was just kind of following around a bit and stuff. Lydia done a few few of them. She's done one on the Kennedy fight. She's done one on the what's it called on the Abdurrahman fight and on the Singham fight. So she's done a few, yeah. Yeah, I think it was the one the Abdurrahman fight that uh, that was the first time I kind of had fully uh, heard, heard of you yeah I'd heard of you and, uh, and kind of was following and looking to, to watch and stay, keep an eye out but um, you kind of mentioned that the, the Sing Dam fight um, like you could kind of fill me in on the rules because I was watching it and like just from a spectator not knowing how it scored I thought like I thought you won the fight I thought like looking at it like maybe you won I thought you won the first the early rounds like 1, 2, 3 and then maybe the, the other Sing Dam maybe won 4 and 5 but I thought like I would look at him and ah, he he wins three two. It was kind of my initial thought of it, like. But then I kind of saw some stuff about the rule set or how it scored is different. So like, could you well, toy boxing is based on effect. Okay, so what it, what it is is you can kick me, and if it doesn't off balance me or move me, it, it, it shouldn't score as well as if I kick you and you move a little bit. Okay. Same with boxing. So if I hit you a jab and you don't, your head knock doesn't knock back or not, and there's no effect in that jab. So if someone lands something that shows effect, then it's scored. So that's what toy is based on, yeah? But kicks, knees and elbows score a lot more than boxing in toy. But WBC have their own real set. So WBC's real set is anything that shows effect scored. So whether it's hands, knees, elbows, kicks, they all score the same. So anything that showed effect was scored. On that criteria, I thought I won as well. So anytime I was hitting him, his head was snapping back. Anytime he was moving a little bit. Now, I understand if we were to fight in a stadium in Thailand, he definitely won the fight. But I did understand that he landed very effective kicks, but I was landing very effective hands off his kicks. Because So when we got the reels in there, reels uh, me and when uh, the, the, I can't think of his name but when your man came up to tell us the real set for WBC the WBC official sorry when WBC official came up he was like okay he explained the rules he was like no downward elbows and toy that's a big thing toy you can downward elbow he's like there's no downward elbows and then he explained that like boxing knees elbows everything scores the same so we were like right change plan collie we'll box you know what I mean yeah because I knew that was my strong suit. I knew he, I couldn't kick with him. I couldn't stay on the outside and play that game. I mean, he beat me all day. He's 400 fights. He's a living legend. Do you know what I mean? So uh, we were like, right, we'll just box off his kicks. And that's what we've done. And I, I thought I'd done a fairly good job of it. So uh, I did leave a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth after it. But I am happy that I got to fight a living legend. Do you know what I mean? I, I fought arguably one of the best toys that ever has been. And I marched them down for five rounds. Yeah, and you got to do it in your hometown. In my hometown, yeah, 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 yeah. What was that? What was that? The atmosphere, like on YouTube, it looked great. So what was it like? Well, one bit walk, uh, walking that, out. That was a special moment for me. Uh, a very, very special moment for me. I hadn't fought in Ireland in two or three years, I think, and it was like a homecoming. But I think I'd like I sold like three to four hundred tickets to that so I had a big group of people there but obviously everyone's kind of root for like oh, that's one thing about Irish people they, they root their own you know what I mean they, they show love for their own and that that place blew up when I walked out like I've never experienced that like that in my life for like what's going on here yeah it was that was amazing that was that's a moment I'll never forget yeah would you would you like to get something like that again get them back yeah I'd love to yeah I'd love probably that or Muay Thai Grand Prix. Like Muay Thai Grand Prix is, is a big, big European stage. It's, it's a big, sorry, it's a big uh, European promotion as well. So who knows? There's options, you know what I mean? I, I have options there. That's the main thing. Yeah. So yeah, I was watching it and there was some, there was some cracking fights on that, on that card as well. Like that was on in Dublin. There was there was some great fights on uh, Stefan and Spencer Brown. Yeah. That was another yeah. very, very good fight. Uh, we thought Steph got a little bit hard done boy on that as well. I know where uh, Spencer dropped them in the second, but that that was all he done. Steph won the fourth, won the third, won the fourth, won the fifth. 
you had a bad second round, a very bad second round, but I thought you done great outside of that, you know what I mean? Then we another one of our lads on, uh, Ad Brown. He fought a guy called, it wasn't Jack Kennedy, it was Jack Maguire. He fought the lad as well a couple of years back. Uh, another impressive win. Uh, then we had another lad from the gym, George Hardy. He fought a fella from Cork, Calvin. I don't know his name, I fought it. Can't think of a second name, but George won as well. So we, we had a very good night that night for the gym. And uh, there was another. There was a lot of good lads on. Lloyd Lynch was on against Dano. Dano's now where was. Stephen, what's his name? Stephen O'Brien, I think it is. And Mamo Kale. There was there was some bangers on that night. Yeah, would you say like seeing Dan is the toughest fight you've had? Like when you were in there, that you could, did you did did you feel like? No, no. I, I felt at home in there with him. Honestly, all he was doing was kicking. All he was doing, like Mao Mao is definitely the hardest fight I've had. Uh, his angles, his boxing, all that. So he he presented different threats for me. You know what I mean? He, he wasn't just a sitting target, just trying kicks. He was he was trying different stuff. He was trying kicks, knees, elbows, boxing. He was moving. He was creating angles. So uh, that that would have been definitely my hardest fight to date. Yeah. So I haven't seen the fight, but I understand in your fight after that was with a, with a guy called George Moo, Moose Masukitas. That's the one. That's the one. Fucking robbed on that, to be honest with you. Uh, very, very badly robbed on that one. Very, very badly robbed on that one. Uh, I was landing hands, I was landing knees, I was landing elbows, I was landing kicks, and everything I was landing was showing effect. And he was landing was down nothing to me he landed one sweep and one nice elbow and he landed a couple of kicks but for everything he was landing I was landing two, two to three shots as well uh, I don't know I don't know what happened in that one uh, could have gave the judges a few quid or something there huh. again bad decision I thought yeah and was the did I see it? I could be dreaming with this did, did you did you look to appeal it yeah we, we did but then all this started with the crown of ours and uh, obviously, so when we, we tried to appeal it, we asked uh, Muay Thai Grand Prix to put in uh, a, a repeal, obviously. And uh, what happened was they says, yeah, no problem. We just have to get the sanctioning body. So over in England, I don't know, OMAF or something like that it's called. Uh, they just says, yeah, we have to just get through with them. They have to have a board meeting and watch the fight as a, like a collective, as a group. And uh, then all this happened. And obviously become me you know what I mean do you think it's going to happen or is it, is it just going to be let lie I don't think so no. I think yeah I think it'd be swept under the carpet type of thing why would they want to out one of their own you know like not in a bad way not in an English Irish thing or anything like that but like he's an English lad I'm an Irish lad why would you want to fucking do that for me you know yeah would you like to rematch then then put, put it yeah I'd like to rematch over five rounds as well I think I'd stop him over five rounds I was only coming into my own in the third round. I was feeling myself a little bit in the third round. I kind of let the, the foot off the gas towards the end. Uh, but again, he done nothing to haunt me. He done nothing to phase me. Yeah. Why? Why? Why would it have only been three rounds and not five in the in the first place? It was a just because uh, it was down the card. Praise, uh, they deal that. So what their format is is if it's not a title for you, it's three round for you. Okay. So okay. it's a little bit faster pace. Like there's only one minute break as well. Uh, so it's good as well. Yeah. So a bit because a two minute break is something different in uh, in combat sports. Yeah, it's great. It is. <laughs> you think yeah. you're honestly fresh going into the next round? Like. Yeah, and it, yeah, I think like because you see even sometimes at the sixty second, I I fought once or twice like in I suppose in. Um, tatami sports and it was we did the two minutes and then it was a 30 second break and go again and i remember being bollocks because usually usually you'd have usually you'd have the um the minute break but then i think like jesus if you add another minute onto that like it's uh you'd be fresh yeah yeah yeah, actually fresh like some people obviously blowing out the hole at the end of the fight but other than that you're you're grand like i i think i recover quickly we're gonna cover in a minute like when 
we do, the way we do it in the gym is we'll do like a train and a half minute round, so we'll do 30 seconds extra, but we'll only do a 30 second break. So then when you're going to fight and you have a two minute break, it's like we have we sit there and have a chat sometimes, like chat with you, know, what's story, how are you keeping? Like, uh, I'd imagine like you're kind of nearly looking for the bell, like, like Jesus, is it like is yeah, it time, is it time to go? Oh, get me back in there, yeah, yeah. Especially, I suppose, if you're winning the fight, like if you're the one winning, you nearly want to be putting the pressure on him. Whereas, like if the, if the other guy's losing and he's getting a little bit tired, then he's getting that break. He's like he can yeah, be coming the break, in. He, he's yeah, he's relaxed then. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I know obviously you've mentioned that you'd like to fight on one. Would you ever look at? I know it's. Uh, would you ever look at maybe Glory kickboxing? Obviously, it's a little bit different. It's different, but it's similar. Yeah, the, the rule set is a little bit different. Yeah, but uh, I'd like to. Yeah, but we've we've put in to try fighting there for, but they've now so. I usually fight at 61 kilos. Uh, can't get fight at 61 kilos. So I fight at 63.5 up to 65. But uh, their, their lowest weight class, I think, is 66 kilos. So we can only imagine like, some of the lads cutting down from... what well, who knows, you know what I mean? Could be cutting down from 80 kilos, some of these lads could... Uh, but yeah. It's... it's, it's, it's definitely a big big organization yeah so then, so then like uh, what uh, do you cut much weight because you look you, you look tall you look big so like you, you'd be big for the weight like so would you cut much weight then no i wouldn't uh like now quarantine me fucking i think i'm standing at 72 71 like okay because, like I, I try clean enough obviously but Jordan quarantine or whatever, or just after a fight, you let me say, like I will allow myself to enjoy fields and have a drink or whatever. But uh, like I wouldn't like the heaviest I've I've been, I think was uh, last Christmas. So I got up to like seventy-seven kilos, but that was eating absolute shit. Like that was eating, drinking most most days, and like just enjoying myself for a while. But I never, I never usually let myself go like that. Like I, I usually like the heaviest I'd walk around as it would be 74, 75. Yeah. But I am tall, and I am quite tall for my weight. And would you? Do you have a nutritionist working with you then to, to help you to keep on top of that? The strength conditioning coach Jason Kent, uh he 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 would have gave me very very good advice on nutrition. He's uh, obviously comes with strength conditioning and doing all that like the. He does like transformations and all that, so he, he knows the stuff. He, he never gives me like a diet plan. He just gives me general knowledge. He'll say, right, if you eat this and this and this, it's good for you. you eat this, 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 it's bad for you. If you're born and more calories than you're taking in, you're gonna lose weight. Yeah. So he, he tries to keep it as simple as possible. I just okay. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose like that's it's kind of what you need. Like if if. You're not going to have somebody, I suppose, working full time. You need then to somebody to give you the knowledge to keep it simple. The, yeah, exactly. That's simplicity, isn't it? Yeah, and you have enough things to be worrying about in the in the build up to a fight. Then, when the fight camp, yeah, true. I've been lucky enough. I've had uh, a few companies come on board and sponsor me, and like just testing it out, uh, as in like field prep companies. So one or two of them got me through fight camps. Yeah. Have you uh, have you always been kind of full time, or have you had uh, had any time where you've had to maybe balance a job with training and? No, boy. when when I started, I just I went head first. I just said, right. I've always been interested in combat. I've always wanted to do something in combat. So uh, when I kind of started seeing a spark, when I started getting active and fighting, that I just I just went balls deep. I just threw myself in it. You know what I mean? I just started training twice a day for five days a week and then that progressed on to six days a week and we're training nearly every day now yeah so, so then, it's more uh, from your head now than anything you know we'll, we'll, we'll go three or four days without training and twitching and sitting here twitching and blading. need yeah. to do something need to do something need to hit something yeah <laughs> or somebody <laughs> yeah having the goes off to me little one <laughs> so uh, how old is she she's three she's three. uh three but I don't know. If, I don't know if I wanted to fight. It's a hard out life. She loves it though. She's she's in the gym with me a lot. She is. Uh, she loves the gym. She loves playing box box. That's why she called the box box. She she can throw elbows and knees and all. And she's only three. But again, if it's something she chooses to do, I'll allow it. But I wouldn't. 
like, right, you're gonna fight, you're gonna fight. We leave that to have, if I have a little boy, then he'll be the one thrown in. Right, you have to do it, you have to do it. Yeah. So, uh, have to, has she been to any of your fights? Uh, she won, yeah, when she was really young, but I don't think it's an atmosphere for a child, to be honest with you. Yeah. It's uh, a little bit hectic sometimes. Yeah, well, and you have to often. Some some guys have too many drinks, and it's a uh, yeah, exactly, it gets, and that, all over the gaff, and it's getting sloppy, you know. Well, I don't think it's a place for someone like a kid that young, know, anyways. Yeah, maybe in a few years he'll come to a few of them. Yeah, so like, so then in terms of you said you train twice a day and uh, pretty much every day. Is that a uh, what's the kind of breakdown then in terms of like your Muay Thai sessions to strength and condition sessions to cardio conditioning sessions? So. A typical week, uh, Monday, like, so when I'm in fight camp, this is, uh, when I'm in fight camp, uh, Monday morning, it'd be a light enough session, not mad, uh, skip, bag work, pads, uh, abs. Then later on, say about three or four o'clock, I'll come in, we'll do a conditioning session, so it's a sprint session. We'll do, it's like, uh, what we do is, we'll do nine rounds uh, of sprints, with no break, uh, first three rounds, 30 seconds, yeah, gone, uh, I think uh, you put the treadmill on a 17 and a small incline, you do, so two obstacles, uh, it'll be med ball slams, it could be squats, you do that three times, then you put the incline speed up and the time up, so you do a 30 second sprint, then I go up to a 30 Sorry, someone's just kind of trying to ring there. No Sorry, someone was just trying to ring there. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, what was the last thing you heard? Sorry. Yeah, you go. You put the incline up again and the speed and the time up. Speed up, and then you change your obstacle. So uh, it could it would have been legs. So then you probably do bench press and another form of med ball slam. And then the last three rounds, you you put the speed up all the way, take the incline down a small bit, and change your obstacles as well. And it'll be a 40 second sprint yeah so then after that we'll do uh i'll eat obviously and get trained again we'll do uh what was it fuck's sake someone's trying to ring me sorry yeah you're all good uh we'll do just do a light session it'll just probably be a couple of rounds on pads and then that's it tuesday Tuesday morning, uh, we'll do strength and conditioning. We'll go out to Elite Fitness out in our oh, Impact Strength Performance now, sorry, <laughs> uh, to get that right. Uh, out in Black Rock with Jason Kane. Uh, he'll, he does, he's little, he's his little wizard. He does his own little plans. He, he's mainly into leg work because he, all your power comes from your legs. And then that night, it'll be probably just a boxing session that's all Wednesday same as Monday Tuesday or Thursday the same as Tuesday Friday it's a, a light session in the morning and then sparring at night so we do nothing else but spar on a Friday and then Saturday it'll be an easy enough session then Sunday if I feel okay I'll just do a little recovery session at home yeah so you don't so would you do a whole lot of sparring then no, uh, well, yeah, kinda. We we play spar quite a bit. So at the end, when we're like shadow boxing, we play spar with each other in between all shadow boxing. But we spar hard once a week. You know what I mean? That's literally all. Yeah. Friday night, it's gonna be hard sparring. Do you think that kind of? Do you think you need that? Like not not so much hard spars to. Preferably, yeah. I think you need to spar hard, especially at the start of your career coming up. Like we. Usually we start at like uh, an older age, so we have a lot of making up to do with the toys, you know what I mean? Uh, toys start when they're training four, so the technique is great and you can play spar when they're that, that young and they're really good, you know what I mean? We're always, like, we need to get like, your eyes sharp, you know what I mean? You need to see what's coming at you and the only way of doing that, I think, is sparring. So, uh, Especially coming up to a fight, we'll spar hard, and then two weeks out, we'll stop. Yeah. So no, not gonna take any risks the last two weeks. Gonna get let the body recover, obviously. But uh, 
I do, yeah. I think hard sparring is very necessary for fighters. Yeah. You get hit in there and you've never been hit like that before, you know what I mean? Yeah. How do you react to it? I think that's always the thing, isn't it? It's not even whether yeah. how well you throw a punch, it's it's how you take it. Yeah. Like if you've never been hit in a certain way, like even with body shots, you know what I mean? Like the way we do it is we do about seventy to eighty percent headshots and a hundred percent of the body. So you're not trying to KO your part sorry. You're not trying to KO your partner, but like you, you're obviously trying to hold them a little bit. Yeah. How, how do you go about training the elbows and the knees then? Because obviously, you can't be smacking fellas to the no, dome. You can't throw them. Yeah, you can't throw them. Knees to the body, yeah. Knees to the head, no. Elbows, no. Do a lot. Like when we clinch, we like do placement on elbows. Like like, like, like place an elbow on it. Like I wouldn't obviously throw it, but uh, other than that, you can't. You can't really do that. You know. It's, it's a bit too dangerous like yeah it's always thing I think about as well but for yeah. MMA it's like the MMA have the same problem like how do you really train elbows knees and the clinch ground you, and pound you, you, like, you know what I mean like, you wouldn't get trained that proper someone slap the head off you boil your heads on the mat yeah so like say so you're probably up on what you're right like 14 sessions a week kind of you know 12, 13, 14 sessions depending yeah so somebody obviously now not every week is the same uh some weeks you'd be a little bit banged up or some weeks you'd be a little bit tired and you'll have to taper it back a little bit but yeah on Monday and Wednesday three sessions on Tuesday and Thursday two on Friday two on Saturday one most Saturdays just one and then Sunday sometimes yeah so it's eat sleep train repeat yeah but here it's a little bit different here with PTs or the baby or have played classes you know what I mean so here you have a little bit more going on you're a little bit busier but over there it's literally easily like the, the sessions are like four hours long like that night like, when you go into the gym in the evening you probably go in at three or four o'clock and you won't leave till seven or eight yeah it's crazy like and they they wouldn't do many much hard sparring over there then would they like that looks like a lot of their stuff is a lot, of, a lot of play sparring yeah never the, now boxing sparring when you box bar, you put like 18 ounce gloves on and they'll go at it a little bit. But even then, it's, it's not like fucking trying to take your head off. You know what I mean? It's still like playful enough. But like they'll throw a little bit of heat behind that shot. Yeah. Like you see, like even, well, you see even the way like it's got like, you mean, uh, a Senchoi fights. Like even he fights nearly the same way he kind of trains. Like that, yeah, that, that, that kind of playful, yeah. playful dance and stuff. plays with people. Yeah. But then what's that then when Jodaway sometimes I see him fight he doesn't he doesn't wear he's wearing like wraps like is that the ropes like, yeah the ropes yeah, my brand oh, hard chuck it's called uh, yeah, that's crazy that's where kind of my toy originated from yeah, you ever see I don't know I think it's kickbox or blood sport yeah where he fights your man Tom Powell uh, John Claude Van Damme film in there uh, he fights your man Tom Powell put, puts on the ropes like that's that's like legit like that's the way they used to fight back in the day ropes no gloves yeah and you ever seen that the, the let way stuff then where they use the headbutts as well yeah that's a like bit that, mad as well that, that's crazy yeah. as well and you can get KO'd you, can, you, you get so you, if you get KO'd in let way you get two minutes to recover <laughs> and if you're if you're, if you're up for that you can go back out and go again I hadn't heard of that no yeah gee that's that's, yeah. that, that's crazy like yeah, the hard bastards them toys are. I suppose that's why it hasn't, it, like, it hasn't carried over into too many other countries. Then, like, it's kind of really yeah, out there, isn't it? Uh, it's mad, yeah. They're mad. Yeah. They just don't care. Fighting's in the blood. That, that's it. Like, yeah. But it's like you said, like, it's much older. Then, would you have many kids that come to the club? Like, would you have many kids classes then that you're running? Like, what age do you tend to see? Yeah, people we have. Uh, we've a lot of kids in our gym. We've a lot of good kids in our gym as well. Uh, talking seven to eight six sometimes like now it's grown now you know people are starting to kind of like it now they see that it's a very effective uh, stand-up martial art so a lot of people are getting interested and trying to do it. like i'm into all kind of striking martial arts i love boxing uh, kickboxing i like a bit of kickboxing as well but they don't utilize all the weapons, like in toy, we utilize all our weapons. So your knees, your elbows, your kicks, uh, 
your front kicks are boxing. Now, boxing is probably not the strong suit of Muay Thai, but you're getting a lot of Westerners now. So a lot of us that are starting to implement boxing into the game as well. Like you're seeing some of the, the Russian fighters that have really good boxing. They have uh, the more Eastern European style, good hands, uh, not as much kicks, good knees. So it is growing. It's starting to get big and people are starting to join a lot younger now. Yeah, so how do you go about getting those type of guys fights then do you, like in terms of like tournaments? Uh, amateur or fights or like interclubs. So what we what we do is like we we've done it in our gym twice or three times now. Like you do like a little day where you just text all the other gyms and just say, like, do you wanna bring down fires and we'll just let all the kids scrap basically. There's not enough shows at the minute for kids, uh people don't really like putting kids on because obviously they're not gonna sell tickets or whatever. Yeah. So uh, you're not seeing as much kid shows as we should, but in like in England they have an interclub every week. You know what I mean? So when you're a kid, you're very very active over there. So that's why they're ahead of us at the minute. I think, and anyways, because they're fighting when when they're fighting when they're young, they're constantly fighting. Now it's very hard to get our kids matched. Or we find it very hard to get our kids matched. Like even my son, my younger brother, that's why he kind of went to MMA. Uh, couldn't get him matched like nearly impossible to get him matched which is not good you know what I mean because then they start losing interest in the oh why should I why why am I training this hard for if I'm not going to be fighting type of thing you know what I mean yeah do you think your brother struggles to get fights because because he's your brother especially in stand up I think so as well yeah I think that can play a part but then you get little focus that'll be like I want that you know what I mean I want to beat this lad because he has that name That'd be mean, anyways. I be don't want to be like Roy. He's a good name. That that family name. I want to be that family name type thing. Yeah, so, yeah. Because yeah, I do. Sorry. No, go on. Oh, sorry. I was just. Yeah, I was just saying that. Like, I'm thinking that it would be hard to get to, to get the kids fights because like I look like I know in Taekwondo like we're in a tatami sport like in kickboxing you have a couple of disciplines so that like if maybe people don't want to be sticking their kids into fighting in a ring they can go to some of the tatami stuff and then transition but Muay Thai obviously it's 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 in the ring so it's like obviously that's why I was wondering like how do you go about that so yeah fun that I suppose the the kind of interclubs yeah the interclubs it's a great way of doing it yeah so it would be because I suppose there's there's lots of gyms around. They're just like well, you, lots of smaller gyms. Like there's no real like big like you'd see with some of the MMA gyms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think now this day and age, people are too worried about like records and staying perfect. This type of stuff rather than getting in and just getting it done. You know what I mean? Like as an amateur, your your record should not matter. Like really, it shouldn't. You should be just trying to get as much experience in it as possible. Getting ring getting ring time in, you know what I mean? Getting used to being in there, getting used to throwing shots, getting comfortable throwing shots in there. You don't see a lot of that because you, you see a lot of people trying to keep that clean record and it's, it's a little bit stupid, you know what I mean? They're watching too much fucking MMA and boxing. That's what that is. You see these fighters being like oh, 12 and all or 13 and all or whatever it may be. And I'm like, uh, I need to keep a clean record rather than I need to get, sorry, I'm just wanting to charge him. No worries. Rather than needing to get experience. Yeah, I'm sorry to as well. When, you, when you're amateur, like if you go from amateur to pro, your record is clean again. You know, you're oh no, as that you want to get, get to the pro. Nothing. You know, nothing there. The zero. And as well, like, it's indisposed it's really in the spirit of of Muay Thai to, to just fight, to fight often and regular whether you're winning you're losing it's kind of you know you, you just keep like fighting he, in Thailand sorry in Thailand the like you're respected more if you go in and like show a lot of heart in a fight than go in and KO someone yeah. like that, that that's what they love they love someone that's going to come and fight every single time You'd rather see someone that that is gonna give it their all. Yeah, I suppose that's how you nearly build up the fan base. It's like if you have somebody coming out to those stadiums and they're seeing the same guy regular and they know that well, we know this guy is going to give it his all, and you know what you're getting with this guy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So just now before we finish up, if you have two more kind of questions, if you had to, if you had to pick a favorite fighter of uh, all time, it doesn't necessarily have to be my toy. It could be any combat sport, but if you had to pick a favorite fighter, who would you pick? 
I've honestly too many. I, I really do. That's probably the hardest question I to know. answer. I, I love Tyson for boxing, Lomachenko for his movement, or Rigonell for his movement. I, I love Anderson Silva in MMA because he was a creative one. I forgot. I love Connor because he stylistically keeps the distance very well, throws his shots at different angles. I love Aldo. He, he kicks very well. Uh, Thiago Alves is another uh, MMA fighter that kicks very well. Barbosa is not an MMA fight that kicks very well. Khabib for his wrestling dominance. Like, that's one of the hardest questions to answer. Sangmane, he, he's a toy that's just beautiful to watch. Tuanichu, he's another toy that's absolutely beautiful to watch. Nunalek, he's an absolute monster. Rod Tang, like, there's just... Uh, this goes on and on and on. Yeah, uh, it's a... It's all... he's an all-time great. Yeah, it's always a question. It's a question that's always catching people because... Uh... Because, yeah. like you said, it's it, it's so hard to pick, especially when you're put on the spot to pick to pick one. I'd struggle to pick one myself. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, but maybe I think this one might be similar. If you had to pick a favorite fight to, to watch on you, you're going onto YouTube. You have to pick a favorite fight. Would you be able to pick one? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pacquiao and That is absolute madness. Two toys. My favorite toy fight ever to watch. That is uh, two uh, very very good toys. That. Like went to absolute war. Like it's like something out of film. To be honest with you, tell them just stand in front of me. Just take them right hands. You hit me, I hit you. You hit me, I hit you. It's madness. So I like lovely. I add that to my list and, I, and I'll give yeah, it a watch. Pecan and Pornsenay. Pecan and Pornsenay. Nice. I'd send you. I'd try send you if I can. Yeah. Do do. As a this is a great way for me to get a couple of lists of fights as well. You know, this is why I asked yeah. that question. <laughs> Good. Yeah. So uh, I think we'll leave it there. Uh, thanks, Minnie, for coming on. I've uh, really enjoyed the chat. Thanks very much for having me. Uh, thanks, Minnie, for coming on. Hopefully, we'll uh, hopefully you'll get back in properly in the gym, and you, you might get a couple of fights in this year. Yeah, please God. Uh, so. Please God, this all blows over soon. That's yeah. all. Yeah, uh, hopefully. So, come on, all the best and stay safe. Same to you, mate. Thanks very much for having me. I'll see you again. <laughs>